Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic and the Moon podcast. As always, I am your host, David, and this week we are continuing our series on famous Wiccans, and today we're going to be talking about Eddie Bizinski. So Eddie was born on January 28, 1947, in Brooklyn to working-class parents. His father, Edmund Sr., after whom he was named, was the son of Polish immigrants, and his mother, Marie, was the granddaughter of Southern Italian immigrants. And his parents began communicating as pen pals in 1944 before meeting in person when Edmund Sr. was on leave uh, from serving with the military. They got married against their parents' wishes in April of 1946, and Eddie was born nine months later. In 1952, Eddie began attending old school elementary in Queens, where he made good grades and particularly enjoyed music, reading, drawing, and painting. In August of 54, his mother gave birth to his first brother, Frank, with whom he would remain close for his entire life despite their seven-year age gap. And although his family was Catholic, Eddie took an interest in the pre-Christian religions of ancient Egypt and classical Greece, which he had read about in books. He began devising and performing his own rituals to the deities of those traditions, sparking his lifelong interest in paganism. His interest in pagan religions only increased after his father's death of a heart attack at age 31 in August of 1958. His mother eventually remarried and Edward Nascato became her second husband in 1961. Eddie later decided he wanted to become a Roman Catholic priest and follow in the footsteps of his uncle, Father Michael, and he received Catholic confirmation in early 61 and in September of the same year began his studies at Monsignor McClancy Memorial High School in East Elmhurst. He was bullied here and at some other schools as well for being gay and being effeminate, and eventually, um, due to those reasons and then also some family problems at home, he dropped out of high school and left his family home in March of 1964. Relocating to Manhattan, where a countercultural community had built up around Greenwich Village in the Lower East Side, that contained an array of LGBTQ blessed people, hippies, occultists, and others. Eddie briefly returned to Catholicism, but in 1971 read a copy of Witchcraft Today, written by Gerald Gardner, who founded what we now call the Gardnerian tradition of Wicca, and this reignited Eddie's interest in paganism. Eddie eventually met Herman Slater, a fellow New Yorker of Jewish heritage who was a gay man, and a romantic relationship developed between the two, and they moved into an apartment together in Brooklyn Heights in June of 1972. They also opened up an occult store called The Warlock Shop in Brooklyn Heights, and founded a company called Earth Religion Supplies Incorporated, which also dealt with publishing. Officially opening on June 21st, 1972, the back room of the store was also used to host weekly lectures and was rented by various occult groups to host their meetings there. He was still eager to be initiated into Wicca, and Eddie began contacting various covens requesting initiation, including um, a Gardnerian coven and an Allgard coven. Um, the former declined to train him, allegedly because there was too much of a distance between the two of them, and the latter turned him away because he was gay. He eventually found a teacher, and he decided not to disclose his sexual orientation to her, and he was initiated into her coven, um, with Eddie eventually becoming the coven's high priest. But um, that relationship kind of broke down because um, 
his initiator kind of wanted a sexual relationship with him, which he was not comfortable with. Eventually, um, Eddie and Herman met a couple that were initiates of the Gardnerian tradition, and they became close friends and even loaned Eddie and Herman uh, a good deal of money to save the Warlock shop, which was struggling at that time. But eventually the business recovered and the debt was repaid and um, they received some initiation and training from this couple. Eddie eventually founded his own Gardnerian coven with um, his own high priestess operating in the Brooklyn Heights area, but some in the tradition refused to accept his training as valid and um, homophobia was likely a factor here. So despite this conflict, um, Eddie still took it upon himself to spread information about Wicca and paganism in general in the media. And he gave talks for a group called the Friends of the Craft, which had been founded by Herman Slater. He also helped Herman to organize the occult exhibit, which was held at the Museum of American Folk Art. Activity also continued the Warlock Shop. And in December, he and Herman published the first issue of a pagan newsletter called Earth Religion News, which ran for several years. They would subsequently publish a short book about Wicca that Eddie had authored and called Witchcraft Fact Book. He and Herman also befriended um, Raymond Buckland, who notably founded uh, the tradition of Sayax Wicca. And although Eddie was interested in it, he never um, formally joined that tradition. He was still running a Gardnerian coven in the Brooklyn area, and things kind of changed um, over time. There were some, some issues between the people involved, and eventually uh, the coven said was moved to a different couple's home in the Bronx, which made the commute difficult for many of the coven members. And eventually, Eddie and Herman ceased their involvement in the group, and then the group itself um, was no more by June of 1974. Later in the same year, Eddie got in touch with Harold Moss, who was the founder of the Church of the Eternal Source, which is a comedic pagan group that he had created in 1970. And if you don't know what comedic means, that is basically um, ancient Egyptian-influenced paganism. Eddie had always been fascinated by the religions of ancient Egypt, which um, the Church of the Eternal Source was seeking to revive. So Eddie joined the order and was ordained as a priest on July 18, 1974. He devoted himself to the worship of Isis and organized a temple based in New York, beginning um, another newsletter called the Espet. His relationship with Harold Moss and with the secretary of the church, Ron Myron, became very strained. And although Moss himself was also a gay man, he looked down on Eddie for being uh, gay and effeminate. At this point, um, Eddie and Herman's relationship also began to break down, and they broke up in 1974, but also um, remained roommates for a little while after that. Eddie's continuing disagreements with senior members of the Church of the Eternal Source eventually led to him resigning from his priesthood in August of 1975, and the New York temple that he had started um, eventually closed. Returning his interest back to Wicca, he befriended a Gardnerian high priestess, and he started work um, with a Gardnerian coven, with Eddie eventually becoming the coven's high priest. 
had to continue to initiate people. And he and his boyfriend at that time had moved out of their apartment into a new flat in the middle village. And despite same-sex marriage not being legally recognized at that time, they undertook a wedding ceremony um, at that time. Eddie had become increasingly unhappy uh, with the Gardnerian tradition and other forms of Wicca that he felt were um, heterosexist. And one notable quote from Eddie at this time has him saying, Finally, sick of all the shit flying back and forth from coven to coven, mainly concerning me, along with threats, death, curses, and slander, I decided that in order to find fulfillment in my religious beliefs, I must find a pagan cult which would welcome me as I am, a proud gay man. I began to research ancient religions involving the worship of the mother goddess. All I needed now was to find a place in which I could function openly and freely as myself. Most of the pagan mother goddess cults of antiquity were overly tolerant of homosexuals. Most even had a homosexual priesthood. I continued my search. In 1973, I discovered my answer on an island of the Mediterranean, Crete. And that is a quote from Eddie Brzezinski in 1977. So Eddie was perturbed that while many covens and groups occasionally allowed for the training of gay and bisexual men and women, they were still required to work in a framework that was designed for heterosexuals. He argued this was inconsistent with the fact that a number of pre-Christian societies in Europe and the Middle East had cults containing exclusively gay priesthoods. He particularly was interested in the Minoan civilization of Bronze Age Crete, and he began to read books on the subject extensively. He would later place many of these texts on the required reading list for new initiates, including them among evident I can't talk, excuse me, <laughs> including among them academic works, history, and archaeology, most notably Arthur Evans' The Palace of Minos, Martin P. Nilsson's A History of Greek Religion, and George Milonis's Ulysses and the Eleusinian Mysteries. Explicitly founded as a mystery initiatory cult that celebrates life through male love, Eddie founded the Minoan tradition and took the rituals of the Gardnerian core as its basis, but adapted them with a new liturgy being written by him and placed within a ritual text um, that he had created. He adopted the eight Gardnerian Sabbaths, but associated them with the ancient Mediterranean religious festivals and thus changed them significantly. He insisted that even though this coven would contain only men, it would still embrace a form of polarity and the worship of the mother goddess was a central part of the tradition. The Minoan Brotherhood was officially founded on January 1st, 1977. He founded the First Grove, which is that tradition's term for a coven, and it initially began at his and his boyfriend's, or excuse me, his husband's uh, shared apartment, where they were joined by their friends. Setting up a lineage according to um, a system of taking record into account, he kept track of new initiates, and this was followed by several other initiates, and then them, of course, you know, hyping off and forming their own groves. And in 1977, Eddie began attending um, a new gym where he met someone that he entered into a relationship with. This proved to be kind of tense because um, his new love interest did not share his interest in magic and religion. And they didn't seem to be um, particularly compatible. 
but Eddie did um, focus back on his education and got his GED. And then by late 1978 through early 79, the original grove of the Minoan Brotherhood was not meeting very consistently. And he stopped using his apartment as the meeting place for the group, which he moved to uh, the Earth Star Temple, which was the name for the back room of the Magical Child, which was a new occult shop founded by Eddie's former partner, uh, Herman. In 1980, um, Eddie went on holiday to Greece, and this kind of inspired him once again about the ancient religions of that period, and he wanted to explore this further. So he enrolled to study classics and ancient history at Hunter College, a part of the City University of New York and Manhattan's Upper East Side. And at this university, he became friends with the archaeologist Clarive Grandjean and was saddened by her death before he had completed his course there. He devoted himself to his studies at this time that he greatly enjoyed, and he was successful and was placed on the Tummer, the Tummer, excuse me, the Thomas Hunter Honors Program. In June of 82, he returned once again to Greece and took part in some archaeological excavations there. Eventually returning to New York City, um, he began to take on some courses that focused on archaeology and um, started to kind of consider a career in archaeology. He eventually desired to study at the postgraduate level. After his time at Hunter College had come to an end, and he chose Bryn Mawr College in Pennsylvania, which was known for being very socially liberal and LGBTQ friendly. There, he enrolled the Department of Classical and Near Eastern Archaeology and began work on his master's degree. His dissertation was on the role of marine objects within Minoan religion, and he eventually went to Egypt and Israel on vacation in the winter of 1985. In November, Eddie um, struggled very seriously with pneumonia and he had to be hospitalized. And it was there that doctors diagnosed him with HIV, which he believes he may have acquired at some point in the 70s. After he was discharged, his mother and stepfather came to visit and take care of him. And eventually his studies at the college came to an end in 1988, and he was given his master's degree on May 15th. And then uh, he and his partner went to Mexico at that time. Although he wanted to study his doctorate and continue with a career in archaeology, um, he became very ill due to his weakened immune system and was unable to continue his studies. Eventually, he moved back in with his partner in January of 1989 in Atlanta. And at this point, he was not doing very well health-wise. He began to speak with a Roman Catholic priest, eventually returned to the faith of his childhood, undertaking the Confession of Reconciliation in February. In March, his condition deteriorated, and he was admitted back to the hospital where he eventually passed away on Thursday, March 16th, 1989. This man um, has led a very complicated and challenging life, which I think um, myself as a gay man, I'm sure many others can very much relate to. Um, there is such a legacy with Eddie. Um, and my goal sincerely here is to truly honor him with these words and to remember him and remember all the things that he 
did for the pagan community and particularly for LGBTQ people in the pagan community. So following uh, his death, Lady Rhea, um, who was a high priestess of his, she asserted that anyone initiated through one of his traditions should refer to themselves as Edwardians in his honor. Eddie eventually was declared to be one of the saints of Antinous by a pagan group based in California called the Temple of Antinous. Asphodel Press in 2012 published the biography The Bull of Heaven, The Mythic Life of Eddie Basinski and the Rise of the New York Pagan by Michael Lloyd with a foreword by Margot Adler. And um, kind of controversial by some in the pagan communities, although generally the book was received pretty well. But um, The Bull of Heaven was positively reviewed by pagan studies scholar Ethan Doyle White. And he asserted the book was engagingly written and was important for documenting the life of Eddie himself, but also other figures in the New York pagan scene, such as Herman Slater and Leo Martello. Noting um, the comparison to other works, such as Her Hidden Children by Chaz Clifton and Drawing Down the Moon by Argo Madler, he labeled it as a must-read for those interested in the history of paganism in the United States and of the gay liberation movement. Summing it up as the, the finest independent pagan studies scholarship to have been produced in the U.S. to date. Eddie led an incredible life um, and has influenced and continues to influence many people to this day. So um, it's important to recognize the people that have come before us and have made it possible to do things that we do now. And um, myself being a gay man and a Wiccan priest would certainly not be able to do a lot of the things I'm able to do now had it not been for the work of Eddie and his contemporaries. So thank you all for listening and letting me share um, the story of this man's life with you. And that's all I have for you now. And I will see you next time.